Campbell for two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachum and I'm about all the food all the time. <coughs> sorry, sorry about that. Little cough. Um, I love food. I love to shop for it, cook it, eat at restaurants, anything food related. I'm a personal chef. My business is called the Aussie Gourmet. I give cooking classes. I cater for people. I run chop competitions. I give cooking classes. Did I say that already? Maybe I did. And I wrote the two cookbooks, Perfect Flavors and Perfect for Pesach. I I may have lost my line there. (laughs) Um, But I'd love to hear from you guys too. So give me an email at Naomi at... uh, nachamsegal.com and love hearing from everyone and what you made and where you made it and where you live and what your food is like in your community um so you know how to find me and on instagram facebook tiktok (laughs) um okay great so we have a really exciting show we've got three amazing guests coming up um but we're going to talk a little bit first about my little trip to florida and then I went with my very good friend, Cheryl Freeman. We flew to Florida. The tickets on JetBlue were like $45, right? So cheap. We flew there and then we drove a truck back. <laughs> it was insane. Cheryl had to move some furniture. So she's like, come on an adventure with me. I'm like, sure, I'm always up for an adventure. So we, she had some guys load up a truck of her parents' furniture. And we drove it through Savannah. A big shout out to the Savannah Jewish community. Um, I had a de- so we drove from Boca Raton to um, Jacksonville, and then from Jack we stayed in Jacksonville. It was like four hours, and then we stayed in Jacksonville. And the following morning, we drove two hours to Savannah, where they greeted us with an incredible tour of the Savannah Jewish community and Savannah. Um, downtown were the beautiful homes and the beautiful squares. Um, but if anyone ever is looking for a trip, a few days, Savannah and then Hilton Head. The shul in Savannah is the most magnificent shul I have ever seen. And I've been to a lot of shuls. One of the most, I should say, not the, but one of the most. Top five for sure. <laughs> um, they open the Aron Kodesh and you just, you see this spectacular sight of the light coming through the glass and the way the Sifre Torah are lined up in the Aaron Kodesh, it was breathtaking. And the acoustics, the shul was designed exactly just so um, Rabbi Slatus, who's the Morita Asra of uh, the shul and a little bit of the community, was gave us a tour and it was like beyond, beyond amazing. And uh, we had a beautiful lunch, uh, beautiful catered lunch uh, there and it was really delicious. And... Um, from there we headed we saw the school the shul like um and then we headed out to Hilton Head uh which was an hour out of the way but we were told Hilton Head is beautiful and it is I really I'm really recommending everyone go check out Hilton Head you can load up for supplies in Savannah and then just drive over to um to uh, Hilton Head for it we were only there for a day an afternoon we watched the sunset it was so beautiful so that's in South Carolina um so uh we went Savannah is in Georgia but Hilton Head is in South Carolina so we 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 drove it and it was just really beautiful so I'm just giving that a big shout out as you come up to making your summer plans and not everyone's still going overseas yet think about savannah jewish community is really amazing and they have wonderful hospitality they have a shul within the Arov, and we're going to try to get them on the phone in the next uh, couple of weeks before the season closes out um okay so that just a very nice shout out and a shout out to the restaurant in i got to eat in one restaurant in florida at carmela's in boca and it was absolutely incredible meal. I went with my good friends and we had a lovely, lovely uh, meal before we headed up uh, up the uh, I-95, right? I think it's the I-95. So um, really, if you're in Boca, you got to go check out Camilla's and also Roadhouse. Big, they've, they've been on the show. Remember a couple months ago, I, I was down in Florida. We did it from the show, the show from there. So Roadhouse was open at the time, but, um, but uh, Camilla's was not. Now Camilla's is open. So I got my first chance to eat there. Okay, so now we have Shavuos on the uh, coming up and joining me on the phone, who's been so patient during my almost five-minute intro, um, is Rabbi Turk. Um, and here, I believe, is the co-founder, Rabbi Turk. Rabbi Turk? 
Hi. Hi. Yes, hi. You're the co-founder with Rabbi Portnoy, correct? Um, actually, that is my father's original co-founder of the Jewish Heritage Center. Okay. Right? Okay. Very nice. Yeah. Um, yeah so we he's running a Shavuot program, and I'm going to be joining the program um, for the okay. Shavuot. My family's very excited. But I said, if I'm coming, you've got to come on my radio show and let's talk about the program. And maybe some of my my listeners will be interested in coming too. So welcome, Rabbi Took, to our show, to Table for Two. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. And we are really excited that you and your family is joining us as well for our show, this program. I know. We're so, really, my, really excited. Yeah, we are really excited. All my kids are excited. Well, the two that I'm bringing are really looking forward to it. Um, so let's talk about, before we talk about the program itself, let's talk about the Jewish Heritage Center. When did, it, when did you start? Or your father? Sure. So the Jewish Heritage Center started uh, in 1988, so uh, over 30 years ago. Um, it started by my father, Rabbi Moshe Turk, and a partner, Rabbi Naftali Bornoy. Um, and they, together with the staff, have been you know, running this um, outreach organization in Queens and Love Island for, as you said, decades, reaching tens of thousands of Jews from all you know, backgrounds, affiliations. Um, and, you know, over the years, you know, we all know the Kirov outreach picture has, has changed and shifted in different demographics, etc., so now, you know, uh, we're primarily, almost exclusively out here in Long Island um, for our outreach. We have uh, outreach preschool, community preschool in Long Island. We have a Hebrew school. Wow. Um, we, we, which, commu- yeah. which, which suburbs? So our offices are located in East Meadow, which is, for those who are not familiar, that's right near um, Nassau Coliseum, Eisenhower Park. It's pretty very central Nassau County. Okay. Um, and we, we run programs primarily out of there and surrounding neighborhoods like Merrick um, and it's Plainview. And that area, we have a, a Sephardi rabbi that gives some classes in Great Night for us. Uh, we are on the campus of, of LIU and CW Post on Long Island. Oh, nice. Um, so we really have a lot going on out here in Long Island for Jews and all of every background affiliation. And we also, more recently in the last like six years or so through a crazy story of Ashkocha, maybe we could uh, share it on a different time on your show because that'll probably take up all our time. We got involved. <laughs> you can come back working. anytime, Rabbi. Yeah. We got involved with young, mostly Hasidic um, boys and girls, teens and young adults who are um, no longer Hasidish or Hasidish, but no, but, a little bit outside the system, on the street, um, at risk, etc. And we opened up a drop-in center in Borough Park. Um, it's open almost every night of the week where we um, help these kids find a home, find uh, education, whether we give GED training or job training, um, therapy placement, etc. And um, we have two... Um, Two full-time employees and two part-time employees working with both boys and girls in Barber Park. Fantastic. It's really needed now that, you know. Yes. Unfortunately, that yeah. is a, a Different very times. demographic um, that is very underserved in the Jewish community. In America, Amcha Israel, how we watch out for each other. Right. Um, it's so nice that you've set that up. So you've really got a lot going on. So how, how does, talk to me about Shavuos. How does this all come together? So um, Shavuos actually was our, our we run um, hotel retreats for um, all the Yom Tovim except for Sukkot. So we got, uh, we do Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. We do Pesach and we do Shavuos. Shavuos started way back uh, probably, probably close to 30 years ago. We started doing Shavuos really more as a, retreat for our um, Bali Chuva and alumni and actually was in a camp setting and it evolved into now being a totally different uh, scene of a uh, hotel program that's catering to, um, you know, the, uh, from, you know, Hamish crowd. And we have been doing that for over 20 years now. Wow. Um, a long time. Yes. We've been doing Shuvas for a very long time. Um and uh, so this year we're in Tarrytown, in the Tarrytown State, which I don't know if it's people are familiar. Gorgeous. I'd yes. never heard of it before till I spoke to Rabbi Portnoy. And then I'm, right. of course, researching it. I'm like, the area is stunning. Yes, it's beautiful, overlooking the Hudson River. It's on a 
converted estate that used to be um, some private mansion and it has acres and acres of of land and um, facilities there and it's really they built a modern hotel with rooms just renovated right before COVID um, and right into this estate which also has the you know uh, mansions like the more historic mansions combined into the hotel property so it's really a beautiful property okay so what let's talk about the rabbanim most important goes first the torah that we will be learning right that's the big emphasis obviously on our first chivalrous program and we will be having um rabbi yy rubenstein um we will be having rabbi david foreman of Veda from uh, people have had an opportunity to listen to his brilliant, brilliant classes. He could go straight from when he arrives yes. uh, at Shuas straight through to to let's say Shuas if we let him. Besides, um, <laughs> besides being a wonderful rabbi, we are also very close friends with their foreman family. So yes, they're a beautiful forward. family. Yeah, we will have Rabbi Daniel Mechanic there as well, um, and we have Mrs. Connie Jervo, who's an excellent, dynamic woman speaker. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. What, what's and, her background? What's her? Um, she is a primarily a you know a woman's lecture. She only speaks to women, so um, the women's lectures you know, will be for women, right? So, oh, yeah. um, and she she is an educator. I don't know offhand her background. I know that we've had her a number of times for for Yom Tovim, and she draws such a large uh, crowd. Um, a woman lover. She is also a uh, social worker by trade. Oh, okay. And a therapist at Muncie. So, so she's she like, she's all that. that. She's the whole package. Yeah, she's got the whole package, yes. Okay, so when we talk about, you know, programs and away, we talk about the, of course, the Torah that we'll be learning and then everybody wants to know, what's with the food, you know? Right. That's what <laughs> I step in, you know? <laughs> right. So we have, yes, and we have been partnering with since the very beginning, we're doing a program. We partnered with Greenwell Caterers, which I'm sure you are well. Sure, uh, they are like the, one of the originals in this industry. They're around so long. Yeah, and and nobody goes hungry with uh, Greenwell Caterers. No, um, no. And the and opportunity we, to spend a Shabbat with them in the country last in in Connecticut on a program they ran in Connecticut last at the Heritage right. Place, as opposed right, to sure, yeah, as no. opposed to you, which is Heritage also, right? Right. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. yeah, the food is outstanding. It's really good. Yes. Really good. So There's it's, lots of it all the time. Yes, lots of it all the time and, you know, quality food. And it's, he really knows what he's doing. He's been doing it for a very long time. And and that's obviously one of our big selling points as well, always. Okay, nice. And talk to me about you're coming with a young family, you know. What what do you have for a, for a young family? I mean, my kids so, aren't so young. You know, other families that want to come. We have have full daycare and day camp um, from ages one and a half to and up. Um, And again, you know, we send out surveys every, you know, after people rate the food, the day camp, the detainment, the speeches, you know, what they like, feedback. And at our highest rating, believe it or not, almost always is the day camp. That's kudos to you. Every time we have a really good staff, people come to our program for many, many years. That's um, great. That's great to hear because sometimes the day camps can be a little bit like, you know, oh, my kid doesn't want to go. It's not exciting. Right, exactly. So we've had some people who have come just for the day camp. So that's that's, uh, because their kids love it there and they they know that their kids will be happy. So that's also a big and I believe this, you're running a Shadchanim program? Shadchan program? Yes, so we have Mrs. Hannah Rose um, will be there as the, the head Shadchan um, from Brooklyn. Okay, um, nice. And, and uh, you know. Oh, that's decades nice. Decades of experience. Okay, yeah, yeah. fantastic. And we've got learning all night um, on the first night of Yontov, which is so nice. And everyone will be yes. refreshed, which is really nice because. The mums won't have had to cook because they're going away. So the women have lots of opportunity to learn, which they may not normally get. I know I don't normally get to go to Shirim, so I'm really looking forward to it. And and there's daycare. And you you refreshed, actually, because Sundays, like, everybody's off on Sunday. (laughs) You know, it was like going into the state of this past year on Matzah Shabbos, right? Everyone had a really good nap. (laughs) 
<laughs> because you couldn't do exactly, anything yes. else. You um, weren't running around burning running, running a hotel program, it's a whole different, it's so much easier. And everybody's so much fresher and everything's all ready to go for the Seder. It's beautiful. It's, but here also, yeah, you're right. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. People are off. The it's biggest easier. thing... Yeah. The, the biggest thing you have to do is pack and load up the car and drive, you know, yeah, <laughs> or fly. And it's, not, and it's right here. I mean, depending where people are coming from, it's really, uh, it's, it's not far from Brooklyn. It's not, it's right by Muncie. It's, uh, you know, five towns is probably um, less than an hour drive, 45 minute drive max. So. Depends on traffic. Yeah. Today, it's Sunday. So again, yeah. Sunday should right, be Right, there bad. you go. There you go. It's back to the Sunday again. Okay, yeah. this is a really action-packed program. We've got Ruchnias. We've got a little Gashmias with food. Um, it's Yontif, so we can have that extra cheesecake and midnight feasts and all kinds of stuff that they have going on. Yes, um, and the Milchik for Shavuos with the Milchik Kiddush, you know, Gala Milchik Kiddush. Ah. Sure you will love Okay, it's good. I, I won't be able to walk around with my camera taking photos of everything <laughs> uh, on Yonsef, no. but I'll, I'll no. show everyone, I'll give everyone a full tour on my Instagram beforehand yeah. that they'll also, they'll see it on Shavuos and then they're going to want to come for Rosh Hashanah, which is is actually Labor yeah. Day weekend this year, right? Yes, it is. So it there is. you go. You can think now because we're coming up to Memorial Weekend, but in a blink it'll be Rosh Labor Hashanah Day, and Labor Day, Day yeah. together, which is like, I think if they don't yeah. have the next leap year next year, we are going to have like Hanukkah by Sukkot. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, but yeah, the Rosh Hashanah is crazy early this year. Yep. Yeah. Then that, we get the leap year. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a little bit crazy. But okay, good. It's good. It's great. Um. So okay. So if anybody wants to reach out and join us this Shavuos, which is well, we are counting down. We're, we're in, I'm always scared to say the thing because the thing because you're not allowed to say what day it is. So, no. I mean, we're, it's they're listening to this on Friday morning, so it's not actually Friday morning the second, but um, right. so it's a little over a week away. Yes, right? a over. yes, it's almost we're almost at a week. Believe we're it or not, at a week. So make your calls, get yourselves organized, treat yourself to something yep. really special. So, um. Rabbi Turk, thank you so much for joining us. I really thank appreciate you for having your us. time. This was great. Yes, we, I, I look forward to everything. And um, we'll, we will be in touch. Anyone who wants to reach out um, that doesn't have the numbers, um, what's the website again? Just say the website again. So the website is jhcshavuos.org. So jhc is in Jewish Heritage Center, shavuos.org. Okay, everyone's got that. If they have trouble, they can... Always reach out to me through Instagram. My my Nachum Siegel actually dot com email address is seems to be down right now. Um, so you could you can always email me through Nachum or through me to get to me um, to get to Rabbi Turk about the program. So we look forward to uh, greeting everyone and uh, a wonderful Shavuos. We have right after Rabbi Turk. I've just grabbed my dear friend colleague and I want to say partner in crime the woman who makes me laugh the most you know her as a few different things you know her as Mrs. Tweezers you know her as the comic cook and I know her as good friend Malky Knopfler welcome to table for two again thank you how are you Baruch Hashem how are you I'm good. It's a shame we're doing this on the phone because table for two is making me hungry. I know, I know. Malky, I'm, I'm ready to go eat with you anytime, anywhere. How are you? I know. Good, Baruch Hashem. Hi, everybody. I'm happy to be here. We've and been... we're looking forward to eating with you next week, Hashem. Next week. And I'm gonna. I'm just going to catch everyone up to a little bit about us. Malky and I have done a few really cool events lately. Uh, we did the, I don't know if you guys caught the, uh, what was it called, the... Um, Supermarket sweeps. Supermarket, yes. Malky was hilarious hosting these supermarket sweeps. She is very funny. It was for the Chesed twenty four seven fundraiser, and we had a blast. Um, and it was in a supermarket, and we got to run around. I don't know what were we doing, like shopping and winning prizes and doing shopping lists yeah, all on it was camera. A classic supermarket sweep game and. Everyone was raising money for Sadaka and it was just a lot of fun for a good cause. Yeah, we had a blast. I think we raised over a million or close to I a million. I think so. Baruch Hashem. It, it really went beautifully. It was unreal. So, so Malki and I are going to be hosting something again together, if you remember from last year and the year before, along with Zalman Kopel, my 
uh, incredible engineer, the only guy who's forced to listen to me, <laughs> not even my husband, um, my engineer at Nachum Siegel Network, he's going to be running the live stream, right, at the event. So we're all here basically, quote, unquote, in the same room um, for a time. Are, we, are you excited, Mark? I'm so excited. I can't wait. Every time we do this, we have such a wonderful time for a good cause again, and it's just so amazing. I love spending time with you, Naomi. So any time that we could get an excuse, I'm in. Okay, me too, me too. Malky, did you find a dress? No. I saw your Instagram this morning. I know. I did not find a dress yet. I heard that you did. I did. Because told me that Pessy you had Miller. a dress. Pessy Miller, she, and I'm if very you're looking, happy for you. Thank you. Go to Pessy Miller, everyone, if you need a beautiful gown. But she's in Borough Park. Um, but Malky, you're going to find someone in, in Monsey because. <coughs> sorry, we have to I know, look. I'm going to have to figure something out. I know. I hopefully someone in Monsey is going to be able to. Um, Fit us. Save me. Yeah, I'm sure they we'll will. I'm sure they will. Um, so, so let's talk a little bit about your comic cook role. What do you do as uh, comic cook? Because you've called yourself the comic cook. And, you know, in case someone is living under a rock or they've just tuned in for the first time with you on the show, tell us what the comic cook is. The comic cook is a really all-around, everything kind of page. Because it, like, it combines my love of food and cooking and comedy and finding the humor in life situations, I decided to just turn it into something that, like, like I said, can combine both worlds. So I figured the word comic cook is like such a good name for it. And you know what? Now that I think about it, like I can't think of any other name that would like describe me so well. Because right. Uh, you know, I love food, I love funny and family and fun, and it just encompasses everything that I am. So I love my name of my page, and I can't think of being any other Anything name. else. I think it's and, so true. And you also do a lot of marketing for a lot of, through your social media as an influencer, you do a lot of marketing for food and for yes. lifestyle, the from woman lifestyle. Tell us about some yes, of the exactly. places. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. It turned into just a wonderful way to be able to, you know, put businesses out there and market them because I do have a very good head for marketing too. I actually used to do it a very, very long time ago. I used to have my own marketing company but like really before instagram or even facebook was around and i'm just like very very good at like knowing how to put things out and like how to promote things because i know what people like you know right. I, I like getting into people's heads and i know what people like and i know what people want so have you, I basically have you ever had hmm? Malky in your head guys have you ever had Malky and offler in your head she takes up a lot of headspace <laughs> So, so, yeah, so basically it turned into like a lifestyle vlogging situation. And, and tell us about some of the companies you've, you've represented in the food industry. Um, so basically I have a few clients that rely on me to make sure that people know how amazing they are because they really are amazing. I work with Evergreen Kosher. Evergreen. Like, you know, this is where we had our, amazing, we had our supermarket yeah, sweeps there. Exactly. And they're such a wonderful not just a grocery store, a supermarket. They're also so active in the community, and they just are really wonderful people and such amazing people to work with. They're so they're so involved with so many things in the community, and they're always there to help. And they're just amazing people. And um, I work with Shelly's Pizza Store. I work. Oh, Shelly's Pizza Store. Wait, let's go back to Shelly's Pizza Store. Where is that located? That's in the Evergreen Shopping Center, and that's where I'm sitting right at this very moment. What, what do you mean they have a shopping center? They have a pizza in the pizza store in the supermarket. Yeah. yeah, so not in the supermarket. The supermarket is located on a strip, and the pizza store is located on that same strip. Oh, so, so it's kind of like a so one-stop shop. Amazing. It's amazing. We have everything here. It's wonderful. Okay, great. Okay, so we and you're coming with me next week, so I'm very excited. I'm so coming like, with you, you next week for I a time. Promote. Yes, I'm yeah, looking forward. We're going to Shelley's next week. I don't just promote not good food. I, I cannot tell people to come eat something when it's not good. Of when course I not. When I say something is good, 
Escort, you know what I mean? Yes, so, Malky's very, very herself. Um, so we're going to go to Shelley's for lunch. Where should we go for dinner? For dinner? I don't know. We'll see who wants to come, you know. Who, who wants, wants, who wants me and Malky? But remember, we've got gowns to fit into. <laughs> well, I'm not wearing my gown there. I need room. I know, I, I know. We need room you know? to breathe in our gowns. So, so um, <laughs> I'm really excited. So we've got a really incredible lineup for a time coming up uh, next week. I know. Um, I know. The I'm tickets really and people still have a chance. A time runs a Chinese auction every year. But sh should we tell them what a time is? Maybe they don't know what a time is. Oh yeah. Well, I, I I'm sure most people know a time. I think is a it's like a household name. Even if Baruch Hashem, you don't need their services. I think that at this point they are so well known and uh, what they do because everybody knows somebody that's affected by fertility or, or uh, you know even if it's not a common fertility problem they help with so many different things that everybody knows somebody that either needed them or needs them you know they help with even pregnancy loss with stillborn right. you know stillborn they help with so many different things and yeah. like no one should ever need them but the fact that we have them in our communities. It's just such a beautiful chesed and such an amazing thing. And like I said, no one should ever need them, but Baruch Hashem, they are around to give support to right. the ones they, that do. They've helped so you many know? people. We, they have worked so hard on the show. You can watch the show this coming Tuesday uh, live. ZK, woo-hoo! She's jumping up and down Yay, there. Yay, so excited. It's going to I be live to streaming the event and uh, talking, uh, well, while Mark and I talk and host through the event with uh, an incredible lineup. We've got the same segments as last year because I was so popular. The Rebbitson and the Therapist is coming on. And we've got a personal story coming on. I uh, heard the personal story is a tearjerker. Mark, I, um, you have no I idea. Um, A-Time told me she needed tissues. We needed a box. Not very, like, very... We well, needed a, I, need a box. I, I heard it also, oh, yeah, Marky. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like sobbing, oh sobbing, sobbing. And she's an amazing uh, woman and yeah, her journey is going to person. blow everyone away. So followers, listeners of our beloved Nachum Siegel Network and our beloved, make sure you tune in this coming Tuesday night. Um, ZK, what's the atimeauction.com? Org? To watch it live. And let Malky, tell them what we're going to be doing. We're going to be pulling out, calling live. The, oh, the, my goodness. It's going to be very exciting. I don't know if I wear a lot of tell them or whatever. But like, yeah, no, but we're going to be. Every, no, a lot of it might be a secret. Them. We're actually we, we, calling them. We call people to tell them that they're winners. We are having a real phone, a real phone on this desk. And we're going to actually be dialing the numbers. And it's going to, like, the excitement is going to mount with each number that we punch in. Yeah, you know? it's going to be so – and we, we might so wake someone up to tell them they want a family a trip to Israel or or an exactly. island it's somewhere. Only time want to be woken up. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, isn't that the only time you want to be woken up, like Ma with a free trip to Israel? Marky, we had you so know? much fun last year doing it. Last year was crazy because we didn't know where it was, when it was, if we were doing it. Like, And we had to be, like, six feet apart and we couldn't, like, high-five each other. So, like, it was a little, you we, know, trickle different. Right. This year we can high five. We can give a hug. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. We yeah, both vaccinated. So, more, so yeah. So much more natural that way, you know? Yeah. I'm really looking forward to, to doing this and to supporting a great cause. Um, Malky, what are you going to feed your family that night for dinner? Because you and I are being kidnapped by by uh, each other to go out to do a food crawl of Monsi. Yeah. So, um, What's your quickest and easiest dinner? When you – like Malky's – Malky, we didn't talk about your comedy. Malky does comedy. I do comedy. I do cooking with comedy, which is like a cooking show with um, comedy. So okay. basically, I have a recipe that I developed, my own recipe. And I, I teach him how to make it, which is a delicious recipe. And um, we do cooking with comedy. So it's a lot of fun. And I do stand-up comedy, too. So how the season is happening. Okay, People like are calling me ready to book their comedy. So you do a comedy and, show at women's events. Yes. So if you yes. have a love Malka. Colonies, bungalow colonies hire me. Camps hire me. You know, exactly. Like the school Malava Malka, appreciation dinners, office parties, like different offices. Nice. Um, events for Shabbos, like Shabbatons and stuff. 
So, yeah, like I said, more busy, busy. Okay, yeah, I know. It really is this season. I do like chopped. She's what I am to chopped. Exactly. She is to comedy, right? <laughs> exactly. 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 So, Marquis, is so, it available to do these amazing classes for you uh, around the country? Will you get on a plane and fly somewhere? 100%, for sure. It is a lot more, you know, it has to be worth it for them and worth it for me. You know, for me to leave my family and all. So, obviously, it's, it's more, you know, more money and stuff like that. But we have, a lot of people... We have listeners all over money. the country. So, you know, they may want to pull you in. She's very funny. She's very sweet. Malky is really... Oh, thank you. Um, I'm very happy that we met. It's amazing all the people that we meet through Instagram, right? I know. It's it's just wonderful. It's amazing, it's, it's amazing to think that... I don't even know. I think we knew. Did we didn't know each other before Instagram? I don't think so, Marky. I think you came to my book launch. I, I remember that, but I don't think I right. knew you much oh, so before that. that. Was Instagram, yeah, 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 yeah. It's unreal. Amazing, how, right? How the Jewish women like we get together to support each other. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, Baruch Hashem. What it are you? Really is nice and, and what? I was going to say, are you sitting still in the pizza shop? I am. I'm. I'm in Shelley's here. This is my office. Everybody knows they could always find me here. I sit down on a table and I do all my work. Maybe I'll bring I have some. For a client now, why yeah. bring some paperwork? I'll bring. I'll bring my books. Maybe somebody wants to come to Shelley's and pick up a book. They're on sale That's now. A good idea. You could tell people that you're going to be in Shelley's, and they could come meet you with yeah. there and, and buy a cookbook and buy get a, a cookbook. cookbook. And it's on big sale now. Oh my god! I completely forgot to tell everyone. My cookbook's on sale oh, yeah. for thirty percent off. That's amazing! Wow. Your cookbook is amazing, and Thank it's so, you. like, such good things there, and so many amazing recipes, and uh, if someone doesn't have it, they should definitely meet us in Shelly's. Okay, <laughs> all right. And get one. And, and, and eat some pizza with us. What? And eat some pizza with us. Yeah. Amazing. So, um... Malky, thank Maybe you. What? Thank you. It's a little bit hard to hear. She's in the pizza shop. So, I know, I know. So thank, I know. thank you, Malky, for joining us today. It was so fun to have you on. And I want you in person next time. We're going to have you in person. But, the, you know, the, the auction crept up very quickly on us. So we couldn't get together yes. in person. And she's in Monsey and I'm in Long Island. So no, well, the next time we're getting together is the cooking show. So we're going to do a cooking show you for said sure. you're going to get me on the cooking show. We're going to get so, you. Oh, you're going to come on my kosher.com show. Oh, that's going to be a comedy show. Oh, my God. We're going to have so much fun. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm looking forward to I that. I cannot wait. That'll, that'll be in the I'm summer at some point. Okay. Yeah, so let me know. You'll keep me posted. I'll keep. we got to bug, bug Jenna about that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I guess I'm looking forward, and I can't wait to see you next week. Likewise. And goodbye to all the listeners, and it was so nice to be on here. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. That was Malky Knopfler joining us from live from her pizza store, pizza store lunch. <laughs> uh, Shelly's Pizza Store. Shelly's, Shelly's Pizza, pizza, pizza Store in Monty, and I'm going to be going there uh, next week, and I will report back to everyone. I try to give a restaurant a shout-out, so I will report back <laughs> to everyone. All right, thanks, Mark. Uh, okay. I'll see you Tuesday. Okay, I'll talk to you, Naomi. I'll talk All right, to you. Take thank care. you. Bye, Marky. Bye-bye. Okay, Marky is always a barrel of laughs. <laughs> I look forward to next week and doing the A-time auction with her. I hope you. I really hope you guys will tune in. It's really a lot of fun and really a, a, an amazing cause. Um, so I am very blessed with what I do. I kind of make myself adventures as well, uh, being in the food world and you know being a bit of a travel blogger, if we could call it that. Um, I'm trying to get to all 50 states. And I have just completed states 39 and 40. 39 was Indiana. Uh, last Sunday, Svi and I flew early in the morning to Indiana and we spent the day at the Indy, at the Indy Raceway and we had a tour of the track. It was so cool. The highlights are on my Instagram page. We had a great time. Um, we ate lots of tuna packets that day <laughs> and some of my uh, salads that I had gotten from that diet plan that I was on uh, and we had a lovely time and then at the end of the day once we'd gone to the Indy Raceway, the there's a beautiful monument to the sailors and soldiers in the middle of downtown and then we went to the uh, River Canal and then we got in the car and we drove for an hour and a half to a place that was voted the most popular place for me to visit 
by my Instagram followers. I put up a list a couple of weeks ago with the 12 states that I had left. Um, and I said that if I would go wherever they picked. And the top four was Oregon, Minneapolis, New Mexico and Kentucky. No particular order there. Um, so I said, all right, let's go to Kentucky. And then we realized we were planning the trip to Kentucky that Indiana was cheaper to fly into Indiana and out through Kentucky because that week was the week of the Kentucky Derby. Uh, so we that, may, that meant also we got to grab in an extra state. So we flew into Indiana, out through Kentucky, and we had... 48 hours literally there, a little bit more than 48 hours. We arrived early Sunday morning and we left late afternoon, home for dinner kind of thing on uh, on Tuesday. And it was absolutely fantastic. It's one of the best trips we've taken. I did not know that Kentucky was absolutely so fascinating with so much to do there. Whenever I plan a trip, I kind of do a little bit of my research. And, of course, we all know that what's from Kentucky, the the biggest thing, bourbon, and also the Slugger Museum for where they make the baseball bats. And um, they have one restaurant, Krispy Kreme. It's not Khalil Israel, but they had that. And it was great. Am I, oh, and of course, the actual Derby, the Kentucky Derby Churchill Downs racetrack, which we toured as well. So we toured all of those uh, three things, um, the bourbon, the Slugger Factory, and the Churchill Downs. But that's... We're going to circle back now to the bourbon tour. So when I was planning my trip, everyone said I had to reach out to the bourbon rabbi. Can you imagine there's such a thing? Um, so here on the phone with me is the one and only Rabbi Litvin who gives the hashkacha to a lot of the bourbons. Um, and he's part of the family. His dad was the shaliach there as well. Now he's grown on to work in the community as well, now that he's grown up and married. And welcome, Rabbi Liffin. Hey, happy to be here. I am so excited to have you on the show. I wish you could be here in person because you're so much fun. Thank you, thank you. We, we had a great time. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about Jews in Kentucky and then we'll like transition into what you do with the bourbon. All right. So when did the Jews first get to Kentucky and why did the Jews end up in Kentucky? It's so unusual for a place to land. Like people, I'm sure don't, I know people for sure didn't realize there's a Jewish community there. So Jews were actually here at the turn of the century. Um, Louisville was a uh, very big uh, port town. Um, the Ohio River uh, comes through here so you can get out west towards St. Louis. Uh, get up north, up, up towards the Allegheny, which kind of leads up towards the Hudson. Um, so it was kind of a, a good location, kind of central, that would allow for shipping uh, through most of the country. Um, and it kind of became that, and that's kind of why UPS is actually based in, in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, one of their main hubs here, uh, for that same reason, just it's, it's centralized and you can get um, out to the rest of the country. Um, Basically, in about an hour and a half, you can get to anywhere on a direct flight. Um, and, the, you know, the reason they kind of did that is because of the river system and how the uh, shipping was working at the time. Um, then it went from the riverboats to the uh, railroads, which uh, often run along the riverbed. Um, and then uh, trucking and, and the, the more modern transportation uh, kind of used the same uh, hubs that already exist, uh, existed. Um for the shipping industry. Um, that's also why a lot of the bourbon places were here, because you're able to get that product, which is a heavy product, especially in the barrels, you know, it's, you know uh, over 500 pounds. They were able to get those onto boats and out um, down to Louisiana. was a, a big uh, area that uh, a lot of sales are going towards. You can get it up to New York and uh, send it out west as well. Okay. So what kind of businesses were the Jews in in the beginning? around the port, or were they into bourbon right away? Um, the, they were into bourbon, I mean, not, not that many Jews. Um, there was a lot of Jews in textile um, and other manufacturing. Okay, so they were into manufacturing. Uh, that's just fine. 
Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so how how long? So you said since the beginning of the last century. So how many shuls, uh, Orthodox shuls, or were out in Kentucky from the beginning of the this? So just just one point. The the first legal bourbon distillery was actually owned by a Jew named Isaac Bernheim. Okay, by Isaac um, Bourbon. <laughs> Number one, right? Almost Bourbon, yeah, Bernheim. Um, and he was the uh, he had the first uh, licensed distillery uh, in Kentucky. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, back back to the show. Um, so there's uh, there's three Chabad in the state. Two of them in uh, in the Greater Louisville area. Uh, there's a uh, Orthodox synagogue, um, two conservatives, and two reform. Okay, so that's quite a lot of Jews for Kentucky. How many would you say there were? Um, I think the current count in the state is around 8,500. Uh, okay, 8,500 Jews in Kentucky. That's quite a lot. Yeah. It's, uh, so depending on how you look at it, it could be a big number or a small number. Right. There's, there's more, there seems to be more in some apartment buildings in New York. Yes, that is true. That is true. <laughs> Right, and you got like even in within your supermarket now, like the Orthodox community has grown a little because you've got quite a large selection. I went to Kroger's and I saw the large selection of foods that you have um, for a, a community that's not so big overall, especially Orthodox community. I'm talking about it, not the community. Yeah, at large. so actually, that Kroger is actually uh, the first of its kind to have a, a kosher section like that. Um, it's been Almost thirty years. Wow! Um, that it's production, um, and that, I mean, when they started, it was unheard of for a regular grocery store to have a to kosher have, aisle, uh, fresh meat, yeah. uh, and whole uh, cholesterol milk, um, all that was was unheard of even in the bigger uh, Jewish areas, like in Southern Florida, you know, uh, Los Angeles, Chicago. It didn't really exist back then. Uh, now, obviously, it's much smaller, and you have. Uh, uh, big stores, Publix, Zulasco, uh, uh, Ralph, um, around the country, and, and right. other Kroger's as well, um, that have uh, much, much larger kosher sections. Um, but Louisville was actually uh, the first uh, to uh, pioneer that. Um, and that I was, uh, I was a, a young boy at the time. Right. Uh, but my father actually was the one that, uh, that brought that idea to them and uh, pitched and got that uh, started. And your father was sent by the Rebbe himself to Louisville. Yeah. You see how yeah. I said no, Louisville now? Yeah. I, I got, yeah, you're like a, a native now. I'm like a native now because it's not Louisville, everyone. It's Louisville. You had to kind of like That's swallow right. the word Louis. Louisville. Because they have a lot of bourbon, so they kind of slur their word. <laughs> right. <laughs> Louisville. Okay. So so your father is the, is the uh, shaliach from the Rebbe, and he's very, actually, you should know, I'm telling everyone, the rabbi who we met, Svi, went there to Dava Mincha. They actually did laning at Mincha, um, and it was very nice. And Rabbi Litvin had us for dinner uh, uh, that night with his family. He made us a delicious barbecue. It was way better than any tuna packet we could have imagined. Um, guaranteed. <laughs> guaranteed. But let's talk about your bourbon situation. Because how did you – I mean, obviously, given the name Bourbon Rabbi, you are immersed in bourbon culture and knowledge and all that. So let's talk about how many bourbons are there, how many bourbon distilleries are there in Kentucky? Uh, there are uh, a lot. I don't even have a number. There's, it's there's countless, right? Tons, tons and tons okay. um, of distilleries. And then within each distillery, there's multiple brands. Oh, okay. So you can have you know, a smaller distillery that has, you know, one or two products, maybe four products. Then you can have one of the big, the, the big ones like a Jim Beam or a Heaven Hill that have thousands of products. Right. With different labels, different brands. So you can have, you know, a few hundred brands coming out of one distillery. Oh, cool. Okay. So so not all bourbon, though, is kosher, correct? So the process of making bourbon is a kosher process. You're taking grains, which are going to be kosher. You're taking yeast, which is basically always kosher, water, and cooking it, letting it ferment, distilling it, 
putting it in a barrel. So in that process in and of itself, there isn't really a way for the bourbon to become non-kosher. The right. problems occur after that. So uh, one issue is uh, so if a Jew owns a distillery um, and then it's aged, so now everything that is aging is now unless it was sold uh, over Pesach. So uh, Heaven Hill, which is one of the, uh, the largest uh, distilleries in the world, um, is actually owned by Jews that do take care of that. Uh, Buffalo Trace uh, sells just the portion for uh, three products. Um, they have a weeded bourbon, a rye, and a, a regular bourbon mash. And they have a release every year of just three products that they uh, sell for Pesach. Um, and there's a, there's a few others that do, do the same as well on a, on a smaller scale. Um, so that's the, the first issue. The second issue is secondary aging. So if you're going to age it in a, a sherry or port cast, you have that, uh, that issue as well. Um, but then aside from that, there's a much bigger issue that um, it didn't really exist maybe 30 years ago, um, and that is the smaller, what they call, non-distiller producer. So you have a company that you know wants to put out a bourbon brand, and they don't have either the time or the knowledge or the money to set up a distillery and, and get all that running and make the bourbon and put it in a barrel and let it sit for a few years and then start selling. So what they'll do is they'll buy bourbon wholesale and bottle it. What does that mean? So, so there are distilleries that make bourbon just to sell by the barrel or the truckload. There's a, a, a big distillery in Lawrenceburg, Indiana, that I do that show for, called MGPI. They're, the bulk of their business is selling bulk alcohol. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can go to them and buy couple barrels of bourbon and uh, then bottle it yourself and then bottle it yourself Uh so the question is how did that product get to you did it go in the barrel did it go in the truck oh was in that truck last was the truck kosher Um, that's so interesting did you bottle it yourself or maybe it gets bottled at a, a secondary um bottling facility that does other things as well what else do they bottle you know right do they bottle uh are wines there or brandies? So um, interesting. So, so you have all these other issues that come into play, that uh, and that really wasn't going on, you know, twenty or thirty years ago. But as these companies are getting much bigger and making so many more products, then you have companies like uh, a Jim Beam or a Heaven Hill or any of those the, the big ones that are making not just bourbons. They're making cognacs and wines and brandies and flavored vodkas and uh, cordials and all these other things that are not intrinsically kosher, that have ingredients that are intrinsically non-kosher, some that are dairy, um, and then what cross-contamination happens there. And that's really the whole point of Hashkacha, is to make sure that the product that gets to the consumer is still kosher and, and, you know, have that guarantee and the the consumer knows that what they're getting is actually a kosher product. Okay. Wow. You know, so much goes into it, you don't realize. But I guess that's like with a lot of products that you would move from packaging into smaller containers that following it to make sure the structural integrity stays kosher, so to speak. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, sometimes it's, it's very simple. Sometimes it's extremely complicated, really depending on the, on the process and uh, how it all how it all gets from, uh, from A to B and A to C. Right, right. Cool. So so we were very lucky when we were with you that you took us uh, on a private, we got a bit of a private tour of two great distilleries. One was called Peerless. I know it sounds really funny with my accent. Can you say it? Peerless Distillery. Yeah. It's actually Peerless. Peerless Distilling Company. Peerless with an R. I say Peerless because that's my accent, but it actually has an R in there, Peerless. Um, and what struck me most, we did the, the tasting really nice. We had this beautiful tasting. I was not so into bourbon beforehand, but I learned a lot about bourbon. Um, that um, the, I'm still dreaming about that first bourbon that we tried. And that gin, I'm kicking myself for not buying that gin, by the way, Rabbi. 
I do know that people went ahead and bought bought the gin after I, I Instagrammed it being the best gin I ever tried. Um, oh, that's a, that was at the, the, the second. That was that at was the rabbit hole. hole. That was at the rabbit hole. But yeah. what was so lo- lovely about them, they spent about two, three hours with us at least on yeah. last week. It was actually still last week. Um, and I was talking about doing a giveaway and he said, oh, I want to join your giveaway. The marketing manager was joining us on the tour and, and showing us around a little bit also. Um, so I said, okay, great. So he gave me, he goes, why don't you pick a few things for the giveaway? So um, he goes, I'm going to give you a bottle of bourbon, uh, whiskey bourbon. And we're going to talk about the difference between bourbon and whiskey in a few minutes. Um, so here they have a peerless small batch bottle that he gave me to give away, along with a, um, a coaster that's made out of a barrel from Peerless, a whiskey, sorry, a bourbon glass and a flask in a little pouch. So all this is going to be on my giveaway. So all you have to do, it's going to be also across the board on all my platforms, this giveaway. So you have to just email me, Naomi at Nachum Siegel, if you want to be in the giveaway. But the thing is, you've got to be able to get it from my house because I can't mail bourbon. And what, I think I'd be arrested, right, Rabbi? I definitely don't want to get arrested. That's right. Yeah, if it's mailing alcohol across state lines, and this is is glass. So if you have someone in New York that can pick it up, by all means, enter. I'm also going to have some other things. I've got a Louisville Louisville baseball bat for you, and I'm going to throw in some other things from my trips. So I think that'll be a really fun giveaway. So you know what to do. Email me, Naomi, at NachumSiegel.com. My emails will be up and running again as soon as I work that out with uh, Yoni. And um, follow Peerless, uh, Kentucky Peerless um, Distillery on Instagram. You've got to follow them as well. So um, if you don't have Instagram, just let me know that as well when you when you email me in. Um, okay, so they were really fun at Peerless. And then at Rabbit Hole, also a much more modern look. You know, uh, Peerless had this striking like wood and... and um, woodsy and earthy kind of traditional look for a distillery, would you say? Yeah, definitely. So a lot went into the architecture there. They had a, uh, um, the distillery is in a old tobacco warehouse that they uh, refurbished uh, into the distillery. And it's got all those, uh, that antique look. Um, that it's gorgeous. A real great job. It's really a great place to go uh, take a look at. And the owner's grand rabbit hole. Right, which is yeah. more modern. Yeah, much more modern looking, yep. Um, I just want to go back to Pilas. The family that started was a Polish Jews from Europe that came across. The grandfather or the great-grandfather, I can't remember. What he the talking? great-grandfather, Henry Craver, uh, was a Polish Jew, came to America um, as a young boy, um, ended up in Henderson, Kentucky, where he actually started that distillery. And um, we met his great-grandson, and he gave us a tour, and we saw the offices and everything. Um, it was really great. And, and as opposed to, let's jump now to the rabbit hole, which was modern, straight lines. Um, they, had a, they have a tasting room that overlooks the city. It was gorgeous space. I think we need to have a dinner there, Rabbi. I think we were talking about that. Uh, yeah, exactly. A great location for that. Yeah, we need to talk about that. Okay, uh, so now let's so um, talk about the difference between bourbon and Scotch whiskey. So whiskey is a kind of generic term that it just it's an aged grain alcohol, um, and then you have subcategories in that that are much more specific. Like so kind of like uh, vehicle. A uh, vehicle is more of a generic term. You can have a car, a train, a plane, a bike, or all types of vehicles. So whiskey is like that big generic term. Then you can have scotch, which is a much more specific, or a bourbon, or a Tennessee whiskey, or an American whiskey. Um, all those would fall under the umbrella of whiskey. Um, the difference specifically between bourbon and scotch, bourbon, A, has to be made in America. It's got seven or eight rules that have to be abided by in order for it to be uh, called bourbon. It has to be 51% corn at a minimum. It has to go into the barrel off of the still at no more than 125 proof. It's got to be bottled at at least 80 proof. 
Um, it's got to go into a, a brand new uh, charred oak barrel. Um, scotch, on the other hand, has to be made in Scotland. Um, and those are the, uh, some of the main differences uh, between the two. Um, also, the, the scotch mash bill is, gonna have, is not going to have any of the uh, corn or any of the, the uh, other grains that uh, the bourbon so I feel like that bourbon has got lo a lot more complexity and flavors because of all these different grains. Is that a right thing to say? As a novice? Uh, yeah, I think As a novice drinker? Say. Yeah, definitely. Okay, now. Yeah, there's, there's definitely uh, a lot of that, yeah. Uh, Rabbi has actually made his own bourbon right in front of me, Rabbi. I'm holding it up. For those of you watching on the YouTube channel, this will not be part of the giveaway because I'm keeping this as a memento from my trip. Uh, it has the Bourbon Rabbi logo. Um, it's Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, two-year single-barrel bourbon, 57.5% alcohol, 115 proof, and the rabbi signed it to Naomi and Svi Bourbon Rabbi Lechaim. <laughs> How did you get to make your Actually, own bourbon? Interesting. So I'll get to that in a second. You mentioned that the uh, the proof on it is 115. The reason we did that is because 115 is the gematria of Chazak. I thought oh. that'd be a great uh, great number to come uh, to use there. I love that. That's awesome. Okay, so how did you yeah, get to so, make your uh, own That's cool. So I've been uh, in the um, bourbon hashkacha side for a long time, um, uh, almost uh, almost 15 years. Uh, it was a little less than that. Um, so I got to know some really great people, made some really good contacts, and had the opportunity to, to do a, a barrel pick um, a couple of years ago. Uh, we put that out. It was you know, very successful. And uh, in the meantime, I had been uh, kind of honing in on the flavor profiles and uh, um, the aromas and all that that I liked and, and how to get those from the different grains. And was uh, lucky enough to be able to get uh, some products uh, put down. And now we've got the bourbon rabbi bourbon. Uh, I think it's so cool. I would love to have this with my dad. My dad likes a good drop of whiskey or bourbon, but he's in Australia, so I'm saving this for when I can see my dad again after this crazy quarantine. He's in Sydney, Australia, and, um, you know, I hope to be able to drink it with him. Or, or my son-in-law, Rafi, also likes a good drop. So um, we, will, we will save it for a very special occasion because we had it on such a mem memorable trip. Um, so this is going to go back to my whiskey bourbon closet <laughs> or my, my little bar. And this is going to be part of our giveaway. Everything else on the um, – can you see this without everything else being in the shot? ZK is going to zoom uh, in on, uh, our, on our giveaway. There you go, ZK. We got it? Yay. Okay. All right, Rabbi, thank you so much. Anything else that we want to share about whiskey or bourbon or Kentucky – um, no, I think that's good. Okay. Um, if people want to come and do a tour, what would you recommend? How can they reach you? So they can either reach out on Instagram, um, at Bourbon Rabbi, or email me at uh, tbr at bourbonrabbi.com. Um, can we just, I just want to show them, I've got the, you, they won't be able to see, uh, we have a YouTube channel as well, so people are listening as well and seeing, but uh, even the viewers won't be able to see this, his hashkacha is on the label, which goes on the inside, on the inside of the label, so you have to kind of look at the back of the, right, bourbon, to look through the bourbon to find the hashkacha, right? Yeah, yeah, the, the top corner there. Okay, so here it's hard to see. You're not going to be able to see that, but it's very cool that you've got that you've got your uh, your stamp on all these bourbons. Amazing! Thank you, Rabbi, so much for joining us here, and thank you again for having us and your wonderful family. I've got the mint waiting to go into my garden. I've had it in a water since I came. Just waiting for my garden to help me. But tell your kids a mint is going to be replanted very soon. Awesome! I'll be super excited. Okay, fantastic. All right, thanks, Rabbi. We'll talk to you soon. All right, take care. All right, bye-bye. Thanks. Uh, Rabbi Litvin from Kentucky joining us. Uh, what a great, crazy lineup we had today. Uh, sometimes the 
people are on the run today. So I feel like uh, we had a very exciting show. Um, so I hope you will join us next week. We're going to do a little healthy Shavua show. Um, just a shout out to Lilac and Cream, my favorite um, cheesecakes. Um, I think the deadline to order is passed, but I just had to throw that out there. Um, all right, CK, how you how you doing? I didn't really say hello to you today. Everything's good? All right. As, as we sign off. Looking forward to Tuesday. We're going to have a really amazing time. Um, ATAM, pardon the pun. Uh, ATAM does really good work and we're really excited and proud to be part of it. Um, okay, so I just want to wish everyone a good Shabbos. Uh, we've got the Heritage Centre on the show. We had the Bourbon Rabbi and we had Malky the Comic Cook. We've got music sponsored by our friends Alec Benching. Oh. Music sponsored by our friends at Kedem all the way up to Lichbenching, and I didn't even have any bourbon. Um, stay tuned, Mark Zomik's got a whole set of music for us. Wishing you all a Shabbat Shalom and Olachayim. Oh,